We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here, and once again with the old man, Andreas Hale, in the building, fresh from the East Coast. Looking good, though. Got a shave and everything. You hit the barbershop when you came back? Yeah, I hit the barbershop today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, bro. You got the best barber, though. Like, I feel like he opens up to schedule whenever. Nah, this wasn't even my regular barber. So there's a spot by my house called the Gents Place. So it's like they you go in, they offer you like a glass of wine. They have like massage chairs. It's like a whole experience. A warm towel? Yeah, they do the whole, the, it's like the whole nine. And I, went, I run in there to get my quick beard trim and had to get tightened up because I got serious this week with UFC X and it's a lot, man. I've had about 90 minutes of sleep since getting back from D.C. Oh, well, I mean, you usually run off of 90 minutes of sleep, so I don't, I don't feel too bad for you. That's like a norm yeah. in your life. But at least you're back to talk boxing today. We have a good boxing show. A couple of breaking news things happened today before we came on air, so it was great that we saved this for the last show of the week. It just worked out perfectly for us. So we'll talk Joshua, Dillian White, Usyk, Daniel Dubois, we also are going to talk about Virgil Ortiz and the future of one of boxing's bright young stars. Um, then we have Boo Tennis. I feel like they're on, they were on parallel paths. Yeah. Stuff is changing for the two of them, but Boots is fighting this weekend. And then we'll talk about last weekend's fights because even though you were out of town enjoying family time, uh, fights did happen. We'll get your opinion. I'm sure you're caught up a little bit yep. on them. So. We have Big Baby to talk about and then Savannah Marshall in there as well. So plenty of stuff in the boxing world to dive into. First and foremost, I did not go viral this week while you were gone. Oh, thank God. So that is good. Yeah, that's yes. good for your health. Yes. Um, I enjoyed every second. of it. I had one hell of a rant on this very show last week after going viral. I'll never hear it. Oh, you should. It's phenomenal. To be fair, you've listened to our show before when you're not on it. Parts of it, yeah. Yes, so it was, it was a very good opening monologue rant. People kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> they enjoyed it more than the hot take. Oh, I got some compliments on the rant. People uh. still don't agree with my take. I don't really care. But the, the, the rant was very good, in case you were wondering why you were gone. I represented myself well on the boxing show. I'm glad you said that yourself. Yes. I got to, you know, every now and then, you got to go full Tommaso Ciampa. Pat yourself on the back. All right. Yes, but... I'm telling you this, my latest hot take, I'm taking credit, is the reason why Jamel Charlo is fighting Canelo. Wait, what? I gave the push. <laughs> I said, Jamel is not pound for pound. He has to prove it against someone, dare to be great. Three days later, boom, man's fighting Canelo Alvarez instead of his brother, Jamal, who everyone thought was going to fight Canelo. What a mess. Jamel's moving up two divisions. I didn't get to talk to you about this last week. Yeah, I'm not. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Look, man. Charlo's I'm, not fighting someone bigger than him for the first time in a long time. What, so I'm not mad at Jamel, right? Like, you take that opportunity to fight Canelo. I don't understand it, though. I think he believes he can win. Of course he does. Like, 
if you like Mikey Garcia believed he could beat Errol Spence and he right. got washed, yeah. he was too small. I don't, it doesn't bother me that Jermel's taking the fight. My problem is Canelo. I can't make sense out of this. You're fighting a guy who's two weight classes smaller than you, who has a loss, right? Against Brian Castagna. Yes. Oh, he had a draw against Draw. Uh, Which should have been a loss. Yeah. But Tony Harrison. Yeah, yeah. Tony Harrison won the give you the loss. But there's a guy right there named David Benavidez who's standing right in front of you, who is your size, if not bigger. And is a title holder. You're fighting a guy who's two weight classes beneath you? What does that prove? I don't know. I, I feel like the deal was set by PBC. And it said Charlo, first fight. And then you look up and one Charlo's not there. They're like, all right, well, we're still going to keep the plan the same. See if the other Charlo is willing to step in. It's just different because, man, that's tough, right? Because you have... You mentioned David Benavidez, but then you have Tim Zhu waiting for Charlo. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have you two have natural guys, opponents. Right. You have two guys who are right there. Tim Zhu was booked to fight Jamel Charlo. Twice. Right? Like, he was set to fight Charlo. But again, you can't blame Jamel for taking this opportunity. But if I'm Canelo, I'm just not, I, I, I can't wrap my head around why you want to fight a smaller fighter. Yes, he's undisputed. But what do you get out of this? Right? And I, my, my. He's getting the payday. He's getting the payday anyway. You right? Can like, fight he's gonna, for you can fight anybody. Like, I, I, I stand on this. The longer you wait to fight Benavidez, the worse it's going to be for you. Because this Charlo fight's not a gimme either. No, Charlo's not bad. No, not. not so you're not going to roll over. Not Charlo. by any stretch of the imagination. And you should Char beat him, though. And Charlo is a guy who fights sometimes, oftentimes, to the level of his competition. Yes. He will fall asleep against lesser opposition, but then if you light a fire under his ass, he, kicks, he beats people up. Yep. Like, a lot of people looked at the Jason Rosario fight and was like, oh, that's going to be Charles' toughest test. Jamel beat the shit out of Jason Rosario. I'm not saying he's going to beat Canelo, but he rises to the occasion. So much so, in fact, that if Canelo doesn't knock out Jamel, they're two weight classes apart. Yeah. People are going to have something to say. If you can't get rid of Jamel, how are you going to deal with a real 68-pounder in David Benavidez? I don't understand the logic in any of this. Jamel, get your payday. If you lose, you're still undisputed. Tim Zhu will probably sit there and, I mean, he ain't got nothing else to do. He'll just probably beat up somebody else at 54. But he's fine. I just don't get what Canelo's doing. I can't understand it. I feel like for Canelo... It's one of those things where it's like, yo, I'm here for three fights. I told you this before. Shit, two of them might be against Benavidez. Could be. Or you can try to force a, a fourth fight. Like, you know, re-up for a whole nother deal in the contract by fighting him last. If you fight him first, your first two are against him because you might lose and got to run it back. Right. Fight him second, your last two are against him. You lose twice. That might be your last huge payday. Just, why wouldn't you fight him first? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I'm here for the fight. Not mad at Jamel. I think it'll be a good fight. I think Canelo, he fights him next May. I mean, he, he has to. Because at a certain point, it becomes a duck. Yeah. Like, right now, people are like, well, it's Jamel Charlo. He's undisputed. I don't like it, but people have always wanted to see a Charlo fight Canelo because the, the, the bullshit narrative was that Canelo doesn't fight black fighters, which was utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Jamel Charlo, you fight Jamel Charlo, you win. It's going to do well. People are going to come out to see it. Cool. But if you don't fight David Benavidez in May, that's I, a duck. I wouldn't be surprised to see Charlo say, yo, I could take another fight in January. Go this fight, try to fight Jamal in January, and just blaze through this three-fight deal. I mean, Canelo tries to do that. I just think... Because it's think, a lot of guaranteed money for three fights. You go Jamal, yeah. Jamal, and then in May... Okay, now it's David Benavidez, and we let the chips fall with him. I'm, I just have a problem with Canelo. I think Canelo's not realizing his own mortality. Yes, you beat John Ryder, but it wasn't like a blowout performance. You, you should have beat that guy. You should have stopped him, but you didn't. Whatever. But if you don't look good against Jamel, like I think he thinks he's still like prime Canelo, which in age, yes, but in rounds, no. Yeah, a lot of miles. And his, his last couple of performances just haven't been great. Like, you could lose a decision to Jamel Charlo. I hate how low the punch output is. That's always been my biggest concern with Canelo. And Jamel's still young. Yeah. 
He could be if Jamel Charlo beats Canelo. Well, he's his punch output isn't like the highest. It's not. He's it, a but, counter puncher, by the way. Yeah, but just imagine a world where Jamel Charlo is now undisputed in two weight classes. Well, my mentions will be in shambles. I will tell you if he's the first undisputed champ, champ. Um, people are going to run to that clip, and it would have aged poorly. But if he loses, I'm I'm good. I mean, look, man, and and I can't knock the guy for daring to be great. Like that's all I ask. No, like, yeah, cool, go out there. Even we've seen people lose but make a great account of themselves. Yes, like Lomachenko just lost. I can't move him. I didn't have him in my top ten anymore, but I couldn't justify dropping him if I did. Because that's a fight, like, it looked like he had won or could have won. It was very close. If Jamel does the same, going up for the first time, two weight classes, and that's cool. You, you mentioned Spence versus Mikey. Spence skunked him when he moved up. Yes. Like, that's kind of, you don't got to knock out Jamel because he's tough. And there's some big boys. Like, they cut a lot to get down to one. Like Oh, yeah, they're big. He should have been at 160. He just didn't want to wreck his brother's shit. Like, yeah. I, I get yeah. it. Like, he's a big boy. He's not going to look small at 168. No. But it's, you, the skill-wise, he has no one on his resume the level of Canelo. He's no. never faced anyone that good. He doesn't have a Triple G. He doesn't have a Bivol. He doesn't have, I mean, you go through. He doesn't have a Callum Smith. He doesn't have a Caleb Plant. He has no one of that skill level on his resume. You have to then treat him as such. And say this is a whole different level. And you got to skunk him. Or you, you got to get one round maybe. You got to drop him once. You, I don't think he's going to skunk him. I think, look, the only reason that Jamel Charles is not on my pound for pound list is because he doesn't have that one victory that everybody else has. Really? The, the loss and the draw don't really <laughs> Like to me, dude, he's a great fighter. He's just not, his resume does not compare to the other 10. I mean, how many losses does Vasily Lomachenko have now? Three. He's not on my top 10 anymore either. But, yeah, I get your point. But I think that it's, it's hard because, like, Artur Bedebiev is on pound-for-pound pound list, and he hasn't fought anybody. He has a 100% knockout rate. He hasn't fought anybody. He's fought three champions. He has three belts. <laughs> I mean, Jamel has undisputed. Yeah. Like, I mean, Bedebiev hasn't fought anybody. It's tough. He hasn't lost. No. He, but he has. The key is, Jamel hasn't fought great opposition. I mean, And he's look, lost and he drew with one. Look, he, Castano's not a bad fighter. Is he top, this is what I said on the show. Is he a top 30 fighter? Yes. Castano? Probably, yes. You're generous. Okay. Out of all weight classes, he's top 30. He may be. He, I, right. I really have to break it down. Tony Harrison? He was. Like, Tony Harrison, was a, he wasn't just a guy. No, but he was like top 40, top I mean, 30. Dude, who is better BFB that's a top 30 guy? I'll go through his resume right now. It ain't, it ain't great. No, but he didn't lose to one and That's, struggle with the other. That's fine. He's knocked everyone out. It, and I, I know he just fought what's-his-face from Long Island, but I don't think that guy's a top 30 or 40. No, but better be if he hasn't beat any. Like, yes, it was just. Every, Both divisions are quite. Um, oh, Anthony Yard. Come on. I, is he any worse? Then Tony Harrison. Yes. Anthony Yard is not good. Joe Smith Jr. had good wins. Stopped him. Joe Smith Jr. is not good either. He's not, he's not a top 30 guy. He's, but I, I'm saying, I would say that Brian Castano is better than Joe Smith Jr. We're getting close. <laughs> like I would say that Castano is better than Joe Smith Jr. Castano is a good fighter. Oh, Alexander Godzik, which was the toughest test. Because yeah, that, okay. that guy had two belts. Like He, yeah, he was, he had he two was belts, good. But who did he fight? Light heavyweight is thin. That's my point. Very thin. But he was good before he damn near killed Adonis Stevenson. Yeah, Adonis was, was 77 years old. The resume. All I'm saying is, is equal, if not better, than Jamel. And he has a 100% knockout rate. Jamel Charles Jamel should undisputed. not be above him. Jamel Charles is undisputed. You can make a case for him. Yeah, Jamel is 3-1-1 one, one in his last five. And he's fought five times in the past four years. Hey. How many losses does Lomachenko have? Again. I'm just saying. Loma lost to T.O. That dropped him out. Because he had the one loss, but that happened so early. It was like, whatever. Really? He went on a tear. Yeah. So he was pound for pound. He lost to T.O. He was out of here. On my list. Gone. I never brought him back up. 
I mean, so I'm not being a hypocrite. Like, no, I never brought him back up. <laughs> I, I've, I've had Lomachenko. I think pound for pound is yeah. a great fight. I think the problem. Like, and Jermel's not 20 to me. Like, I, I just don't think he's 10. You know, like, I, what? I put him at like 12 or 13. It's, it's fair to, like, he's not on my pound for pound list. Yeah. He's but not I, far. He shouldn't be far. He's, he's an undisputed he's champion. Like 12, like, 13. He's around it's, now. It's not, it's. The argument against Jamel is not against Jamel. It's the argument for other people to be ahead of him. Like, that's the argument. Yes. Like, the argument is not Jamel's not good enough. It's no. the argument that there's better fighters that are ahead that's of him the key. right now. And let's keep it buck. Do you have Javante Davis over Jamel Charlo? Damn right I do. Why? Javante does not have a loss. But, and I, I, I just think, again, the, the 94% knockout rate, which is now 95 after Ryan Garcia, which is a better win than Charlo, anyone over Charlo. I still think the world of Ryan Garcia. Um, better win than Jamel has over anyone else on his resume. And then Leo Santa Cruz, granted he was smaller, is also a very good name to have on the resume. And 95% knockout rate, no losses. He's above even the undisputed guy. Who I'm not counting losses from ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm counting his recent five fights. Okay. The man has a loss and should have lost another one. It was gifted a draw. But I understand that the reason why he's still 12, 13, like around my list, is because he went back and not only got those back, he went back and stopped those two guys who beat mm-hmm. him. So that's cool. That keeps him high enough to be like right on the fringe. Cause I do respect that. Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't think it's high enough to go above a guy like Tank who has gone from 130, 135, 140 beating Mario Barrios. Yeah, but who the fuck is Mario Barrios? I'm just saying he's moved through three different weight classes, sure. 95% knockout rate, and beat a guy like Ryan Garcia. It took the Ryan Garcia to win to, for me to put Tank at 10. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a better pound-for-pound pound fighter. I say the same thing about Shakur. I, I think Oscar Valdez is a really good fighter. He ran through Oscar Valdez. Yeah. Like, he's, he's dominating people and getting better. 126, 130, 135. He has not lost. No one's gotten close. He wasn't gifted a draw. He's at nine on my list. Bivol's at, or excuse me, um, no, at eight is Better Bev. I made my case for Arthur. If you want to take him down, whatever. Made, that is eight. Tyson Fury is seven. And people can argue you shouldn't put heavyweights on pound for pound. If Tyson Fury with his exact same skill set was 160 pounds, I'm picking him to beat everyone in that division. So Tyson Fury's at seven on my pound for pound list. Knocked out Deontay Wilder twice. Yes, he has a draw. Cool. Came back, knocked him out twice. I, he beat prime Klitschko. Like, there's some great wins on that resume. He is seven. Six, I have Dimitri Bivol. He's at six. He beat Canelo. He beat the man who was number one at the time. I have Canelo at five. Canelo. Where do you have Haney? Devin is high on my list. So that's five. I haven't redone it since Teofimo won, by the way. Okay. So my bad. I haven't, we haven't voted yet again. Um, He probably knocks Tank down and some other people down. But I had Devin at four. Damn, yeah, Devin high. Canelo five. I don't have Devin high. Devin at four. And then, especially now with the Loma win, like I, I didn't boost him up, but I didn't drop him. So Devin was at four right over Canelo because Canelo did have the recent loss. He has the draw that he was gifted against Triple G, in my opinion, and fight I thought he lost. And then at three, Spence, or three, Spence, two, Terrence, one. No, you're forgetting two people. No, I'm forgetting two people. Who's looking anyway? Yeah, somebody's, somebody's not on my list anymore. <laughs> I, I, but again, those are 11 people better than him because Usyk's number one on my list. Anyway, number two, then Bud and Spence and somebody under that has been bounced. Maybe Arthur has been bounced. Maybe, maybe Arthur yeah, has I think, been bounced. I think I bounced Arthur away. This is hard because like, we're going to talk about him in a minute, but Virgil Ortiz also has 100% knockout rate. Yes. He's not on anybody's pound for pound list. No, no, he doesn't have the belts to like justify that either. Charlo's close because he has the belts to justify he'd be champions. Um, Tank also, he doesn't have the traditional belts. He has like secondary belts, but he's gone up and proved a lot in that space. 
I, I think I am justified in saying Charlo is like number 12 on my list. If I keep, if I move, I have to move Tio back into it. Yeah, coming up I think in a you second. Have to. Yeah, I have to move Tio back in. Um, I don't believe the retired shit yet. So Tio's going to jump back into my list. So then, yeah, Jermel is 12 or 13. If Arthur moves down, he's below him, he's beyond, below Gervonta. And that's a spot 11, 12. He's 13. 13th best in the world. And that's not bad. No, I'm not putting just, everybody in their moms above him. He's just 13th. Look, he's got a lot to prove against Canelo. So, But this is the fight where if he beats Canelo. Well, if he beats Canelo. He's, he's jumping from 13 to. He, it'll be, it depends on how he wins that fight. Three? It, like, de- it depends. Like, champ, champ. Right? I don't know what to tell you. It depends on how he wins that fight and what everybody else does in the interim. Because obviously we have Inouye and Fulton getting ready to fight, Spencer Crawford. Yeah. The winner is Spencer Crawford. For most people, the winner of that fight is the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. I think so. I'm not sure how low I dropped the other. It's, it depends on the fight. It depends. Like if, if Crawford went out there and blitzed Arrow or just dominated him. I still maybe only drop him to like six or seven. It's two pound for pound guys, yeah. right? <laughs> but the winner probably jumps over Usyk as number one. Yes. Because... Usyk and I haven't fought a top five pound-for-pound pound guy. No. We haven't had a fight like that since Kovalev Ward, where yeah. we had two top five pound-for-pound fighters. The Joshua fighters. wins are great on the resume, but... They are, but Joshua it's wasn't... Not, it's not this. No, this is like the biggest fight, period, for yeah. these two guys to prove themselves. So it'll be interesting. Like, Jamel's in an interesting and spot. And in a way, becomes one fight away from becoming double undisputed if he wins. Yeah, like, well, we'll see how he does against cool boy stuff. Yeah. That's not an easy fight. No. But if he just, whoever wins that fight is one fight away from becoming undisputed. If Stephen Fulton wins that fight, he's in the pound-for-pound conversation. Yeah, it's very fluid. There's, there's, a, lot, there's, like, a, there's a lot of movement in this pound-for-pound conversation. It's, it's a fictional bullshit conversation to begin really. with. But I think it's, uh, Jermell's in an interesting spot because now he lands this fight. Because even if he loses, he could prove himself. Like when Mikey fought Errol, Mikey could have done more and would have moved up pound-for-pound pound list. But he got wiped out. Yeah. Like, Spence made him look bad. He didn't give him a fucking round. Not one. So we'll see what happens. But Jab that man to death. Just, just picked him off. And I don't, and Canelo is not that, he's not bigger than Jamel. So I'm not. No. It's. He's not bigger than anyone, necessarily. No, he's just really but good. But now. He's it's fighting like, a guy who's used to fighting people smaller. Yeah. I, I'm very curious how this fight shakes out. I just, I, for the life of me, I just don't. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm not sure either. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another um, fight announced this week, Alexander Usyk pound for pound list. He is my number one versus Daniel Dubois. I actually am very intrigued with this fight because not the matchup, but because it shows Alexander Usyk can sit down at the table. Granted, guys, is mandatory. I don't know who else you're supposed to fight, but he didn't go to Persbiton. Sit down at the table with Queensberry and make a deal. I hate this fight. Like, He's the next guy up. I don't care. He's going to beat the brakes out of Daniel Dubois. This is all Tyson Fury's fault. This is all, like, 100%. We're, gonna, we're also going to talk about Anthony Joshua fighting Dillian White again. Yes. He knocked him nice. out eight years ago. And we're doing this again? Hell of an uppercut. I, it's a different Anthony Joshua. We got to see It's a different Dillian White. Sure, but. At Dillian least. White got posterized by Tyson Fury. <laughs> Drive-by uppercut. Yeah, and he didn't look great against Jermaine Franklin. Like, Dillian White hasn't know. even been in great shape. That's his last few fights. Like, both of these fights, I hate them. I hate them both because while the welterweight division is giving us Spence Crawford, the lightweight division gave us Tank and Ryan. Like, we, well, lightweight division gave and us Loma. And Loma Haney. The heavyweight division is giving us shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, we they, just had T.O. versus... Yeah, like, we are getting fantastic Gosh. fights in every weight class but heavyweight. And people will look at these fights and be like, it's not that bad. Yes, it is. I have zero interest in... Daniel Dubois is 25 years old. Wow, that's it? He's 25. No, 26. My bad. He's 26. Wow. He's 26 years old, and he has a loss, and he's taking a huge step up in competition that, he, that will probably crush his ego. Yeah. Losing to Usyk, because he's going to lose to Usyk. He's just not that good. And on the other side, Anthony Joshua's fighting Dillian White, but... Who cares? He needs an ego boost. <laughs> I'm just... He does, though. He does, but this is all Tyson Fury's fault because he's fucking around. Like, if Tyson Fury would just fight Usyk, everybody else can move on with their lives. Sure. He's holding up traffic. I, I, rumors say he's going to fight Bro, Francis Ngannou. I don't believe nothing until it happens. With Tyson, yeah. Like, he, he fought Derek Chisora. And just, like, he's been fucking the division over... Since he beat Wilder. Yeah, I mean, he cleared out a lot of mandatories beforehand. So he did, like, but you do whatever you, you want. You beat Wilder, and then you fight Dillian White in a fight that nobody really wanted to see. Then you tease retirement. Yeah. Then you did this bait and switch with Anthony Joshua. I don't care what anybody says. That's all Tyson Fury's fault. Then you end up fighting Derek Tassour in a fight that nobody asked for. Then you say you're going to fight Francis Ngannou. Then that doesn't happen. Then you throw all these two names, and people are like, who the fuck is that? You don't fight either of them. You're still sitting on the sidelines playing games on social media. Usyk's like, I got to fight somebody. I can't sit here and wait for Belly to make a decision. So he's fighting Dubois. And I don't care about that fight. Joshua, if you beat Dillian White, and I know people are holding out hope for Saudi Arabia and fighting Deontay Wilder. I don't know how real that shit is. I think that might be like Joshua Wilder. I think might be pretty weird over there. I mean, I'm not sure about Fury Usyk, but I, I'm just—it's just Fury's holding up this division, and the Joshua White fight is a pay per view. Yes. Who the fuck is going to pay money to see that fight again? I mean, DAZN is now charging two hundred dollars anyway, Yo. but they—they they lost Canelo. Somebody got to be on pay per view besides KSI. That's not a pay per view fight, and it's. Two weeks after pay-per-view. It's, or... it's two weeks after Spencer Crawford. And even wait, Spen- my bad. Jake. Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. On pay-per-view. On his own pay-per-view. Right. And then you're doing that pay-per-view. And then two weeks after that is Dubois Nusik, yep. which is not a pay-per-view. I don't even know who's the broadcast partner for that. Um, Queensberry usually does E+. I don't know if we landed the fight, but like usually all their cards mm. are on E+. I, yo, I saw these two announcements today and I was like, nobody asked for this shit. Yeah. I didn't ask for neither of these fights. I have, and then I saw a pay-per-view, and I was like, really? I, bro, I don't care. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. It's Joshua White. I think White. Joshua wins. This is a good confidence too. builder. But it shouldn't be a pay-per-view. 
And this is no, it should. It should that, that's like ridiculous. You knocked him out in 2015. Since then, White is not even close to the same fighter he was back then. Like he has little wars with Derek Chisora. He got washed out by Tyson Fury. Lost Bavekin. What? I know this is a confidence booster, but just give it to me on free TV yeah, or yeah. your two hundred dollars. Yeah, your two hundred dollars subscription plan. But oh, I don't care about this fight. And again, Dubois, like, it's a yeah. good opportunity for him, but it's kind of now or never thing. The kid's very chinny. He is. Usyk might knock him out. I mean, Usyk's a world class fighter. Yes, Dubois hasn't gotten there. Like. I just, I, I get it. He's the WBA regular. He's your mandatory, but. Joe Joyce kind of losing fuck stuff up too. Cause I think Tyson Fury would have fought Joe Joyce. It's a very easy fight to make in the interim. And then Joyce losing to Zhang. And then it's like, oh shit. Well, there we go. And, and I mean, Joe Joyce is the man who beat Daniel Dubois. Yeah. And like destroyed his face in that fight. And then he got his face destroyed versus Zhang. Right. And, and it's weird to me still that Tyson Fury would fight Joe Joyce. Like, yo, if you're going to fight, like quit playing. Are you going to fight Anthony Joshua? Are you going to fight. Nobody wants to see you fight anybody but Usyk. Yeah. We would have accepted the Joshua fight because it's a huge fight, right? And if you beat him, that's it. Joshua could – it's the end of the road for him. But now it's like the Francis Ngannou fight? I don't care. You're just no. fucking holding up I mean, the it's division. an exhibition. No one gives a But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't – But he un- doesn't have a true mandatory because Joe Joyce lost, so you do whatever he wants. I know, but why don't you just go be undisputed? Like, why is it so difficult? I don't know. There's no the rational reason. No. There's no reason why you're not fighting Usyk. None. None. Usyk gave in a lot for yeah. that April fight. Right. It's like, yo, he gave you everything. You still said no. And now you're going to fight extra. I, dog, I don't get it. These two heavyweight fights, whatever. I'll ask you this before we move on real quick then. Those fights aside, before these announcements. Uh, posted this like last week on social. But you are on vacation. This is the best year in boxing since Ooh. blank. Holy shit. I don't know. I have to do some. Is, is, this is the best year of boxing in a long time. I will tell you the two number one answers on this post were 2017. What was 2017? I don't even know what was in 2017. We were clearly covering the sport. Like, here. yeah, no, I don't, I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything for 2017. But people said 2017 was really good. And then people would pit, uh, like, the year 2000. I think it was, like, De La Hoya. Was that Tito? the same fight? No, De La Hoya Tito was 99 or 2000. Yeah, it was around there. But I, mean, I was this- like, I still don't see any of those. Like, we're getting undisputed champions at a clip that we haven't seen before. I mean, not even that. We're getting the fights we want to see, right? It's July. And again, we got Haney Lomachenko, Tank Ryan, again, Spence Crawford, mm-hmm. Pool Boy Steph in, in, in a way. Uh, there's a few other fights that, that have happened this year. Oh, just. Oh, we, we got Tiafimo and Josh Taylor. Yep. Like, you run down the list. Even Benavidez Plant was such a good fucking That fight. was this year. Like, yeah, that was in March. We're getting fights that we want to see. Which never happens in boxing. And I think I may have said it at the beginning of the year. It's like, yo, this is a make or break year for boxing. You, yeah. th- you have to make these fights. And we're not done. Far from it. It's July. Arguably, we still have the biggest fight left. Like, just in two weeks. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo. And they may fight twice. I think the rematch is set for, like, November. Which, yeah. Spence Crawford is, I mean, is the biggest... Is it is 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 the perfect combination of a big fight and an attractive fight? Like Ward Kovalev was a big fight for boxing purists, but it wasn't like casual attractive. Yeah, this fight everybody wants to see it, and we never get fights of this magnitude with two black fighters. It just doesn't happen. Like, name the last time you got two black fighters at the top of their game facing each other in a major pay per view that was like a global attraction. Floyd Zab, no. Floyd wasn't Floyd back then. I mean, we thought he, we didn't know how crazy no, but I'm just Floyd saying, it, was going to go. But it was, like, people were, it was a good fight. And yeah. People were excited, but this, excited for that. But this was, these are two no, top are, five pound for pound yeah, guys. They let it bubble for a long time, a little bit too long, but it might just be perfect. They, oh, I can't think of another fight that between two black fighters 
at this level. It's not often. No, it, you don't it, get it often. It doesn't happen. Who's going to be at Dre's? Oh, everybody. <laughs> yo, so look, many people want to come to this. People are like, yo, Kel, you get tickets? Or do you know anything about tickets? Like, no chance. Good luck. This fight is tough. Yeah, good, I was good like, it luck. It ain't Ryan Tank tough. It might end up but being Ryan. close. This, the, the thing that works for this fight, nothing going on. That's the key. There's no football. There's no NBA. It's just baseball. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. So, me and you. Yeah. We're the only two me and you. Like, I'm me. still looking at my white socks, but everybody else, nobody cares. No. There's no hockey. Nope. There's, there's nothing. So this fight is happening on a weekend when nothing is happening. July 28th or 29th? 29th. 29th. Who gives a fuck? Nothing's going on. So if you're at home and like, what are you doing tonight? I'm, this fight has the potential to do huge numbers. It could pass Tank and Ryan. Because there's nothing competing with it. Oh, it probably should. Just because... It uh, should, yeah, for sure. Because, like, older people just still buy pay-per-views. Yeah, this but is everybody... Like- they've... These two have not been, in historically, not the most appealing personalities to, like, yeah. social media, what have you. But they've done a good job building this fight. They're, like, they're two guys that... They're going to be doing the press runs. They're going to... They're not done touring. Like, I think All Access is getting ready to start. Yep. This is going to be this huge. This weekend, I believe. I believe so. This is huge. This is a huge fight between two guys that I can't have, believe have it's lost. two weeks away. I can't believe it either. And like blink, and it's like what? Yeah. And then like right after that, we kid Jake Paul and AD. It's a completely different fight. <laughs> completely different fight. But I'll be there. It's just this is a good year for boxing. Uh, I wish we get Fury and Usyk. It'd be a nice cherry on top. Yeah. I'll take Wilder Joshua. I will take that fight. <laughs> like, I just, I don't want it to be in Saudi Arabia. No, but that heavyweight money, because yeah, they've all it. made so much money, Usyk aside, but even he's made like a nice chunk of change. Like to really pull that off, like that heavyweight money's different out there. You got to let them have that. Or you got to sell 100000 in the UK. Somebody will die in that fight. Oh. Hell yeah. You don't need judges. No. Just send him home. And ain't going past six. Shouldn't. We see stranger things happen. I mean, Francis and Gano fought Derek Lewis, and we were all just like, just stared is- at each other? Yeah. No, they ain't even that good. They're not good <laughs> enough to just stare at each other. Wilder's going to come out like this, throwing haymakers. It's, yeah. Joshua might slip through with an uppercut. They- it, it'll be interesting to see what Joshua looks like now with more time for Derek James. He's moved to Texas. Like, Ryan Garcia just moved to Texas this week. Yeah. Like, they're buying in. Boy, Derek James has, he's got trainer of the year written all over him. Oh, or it could be a horrible year. Yeah, it could be it go the wrong way. You have one of those Freddie Roach years where everybody loses. Like, fuck. He could have Spence lose, and then Joshua would win this easy-ass fight. But Charlo lose, yeah, it could and be then Joshua bad. get blitzed by Wild. It could be real bad, but Derek James has a hell of a stable right now. Yeah. He has all the potential in the world. So we'll see. But, dude, yeah, 2023, huge year in boxing. All right, recapping some of the stuff from last weekend real quick to keep going through this. Uh, big baby Jared Anderson, 23 years old, goes the distance with Charles Martin. Um, former champion Charles Martin. But no one thinks he's, like, overly great anymore. No. And he was catching big baby a couple of times. Yes. Rocked him. Um, Big Baby showed the chin though Kept coming back It was a good fight He got the full 10 rounds mm-hmm. In on this fight Good or bad for the growth Of Jared Anderson I mean it's good Getting the rounds is, is good for growth the, the bad side about it Is not really a bad side It's more of Everybody else Slow down mm. Everybody was ready to Like I had a conversation On our show Fighting Wars of Sport News Like people were asking Can he beat uh, Anthony Joshua right now And I was like No Tough. They was like, yo, he's knocked out everybody's fight. He's fought nobody. I need to see him get touched. He got touched by Charles Martin. Yeah. Right? Anthony Joshua doused Charles Martin in gasoline and lit him on fire when they fought. It was his first title that he won. He killed Charles Martin. Yes, he did. This is an older Charles Martin who tested Jared's chin, but Jared's 23. It's okay. Yep. He went 10 rounds. He got buzzed a bit. I'm a little concerned about the amount of right hands that he ate clean. Yeah, he couldn't really judge the distance well on yeah. a guy. Charles Martin's not small. So Charles no. Martin's like in the land of the Giants, right? He's like 6'7", 
Joshua's like six six and a half. Fury's six nine. You can't make those mistakes again. A Joshua or a Wilder or no Fury. Fury like, like they're just so big. Yeah, that you're not eating that right hand from Deontay Wilder. No, if you eat it, you're dead. That, yeah, like so you're you're going to try to hit him, but you got to learn how to close the distance against people who are four or five inches taller than you. Yeah, you, you're now in the land of Canelo territory where you're a good size heavyweight. Like he's six three. But they're some big boys. They're, they're huge. So a lot of people are like, oh, he's not that good. No, no, no. He's that good. He's, he's 23 in the heavyweight division where, again, I just mentioned Daniel Dubois, 26. Everybody else is over 30. Yep. Like, and they're all at the tail end of their career. Even though Joshua's only 33, we can see he's on the backside of his career. You got Fury, who's clearly on the backside of his career. Usyk's not going to be here much longer. Joe Joyce is goddamn near 40 years old. Yeah. There's Usyk's really, like 37, right? Usyk's 36, I 36. Believe. Fury turns 35 this week. So there's a there's a, a universe where Jared Anderson's like the only heavyweight left. Yeah. Like, you know, by the time he is 30, all these other guys are gone. No, yeah, 100%. So the next 18 to 24 months are going to be important, imperative to his growth. You got to keep matching him up, but you can slow him down. Don't get caught up in the hype of the fans saying, oh, he could beat Andy Ruiz. No, he can't. Just yeah. wait. Just wait. Let him Luis build. Luis Ortiz towards the end. Yeah, like you get one of those you fights. Get remains to Vern. <laughs> like, yeah, but people, it's some people who've been in there with people and got knocked out. Bro, people were just like, yo, he could beat Anthony Joshua right now. I was like, no, he can't. Like, Anthony Joshua was an Olympian. Yeah, I'm not saying he couldn't, but like, that's, you're putting a lot of pressure on a 23 year old. Like, yeah. Tiafimo did it with Lomachenko, but there's only so many Tiafimo. Like, Devin Haney at 23. Can be like an all-time Olympian. Yeah, but these but, guys are like relative in weight. Yes. Jared Anderson's fighting guys who are giants. Yes, that's the, the heavyweight division just caps out. Like the ceiling on that's so high. You can fight a heavyweight fight and still be 30 pounds underneath your opponent. 100%. If you fought Tyson Fury for real and not just like sparring, because they were sparring partners for a while. If you fought him for real, he's 6'3, 235, and Fury's coming in at 6'8, 6'9, 290. That's like Five weight classes. <laughs> like, like, dude, it's different. So, and the guy's moving as fast as you. Like, Yeah. So Jared, Jared Anderson, it was a good outing for him. I needed to see him get hit in the chin. Charles Martin's never been a big puncher, so the fact that he buzzed him was a little concerning. But that's something that you take back to the lab and you learn how to not get hit by those right hands. You just get better. But he's 23. People got to chill out. Savannah Marshall beats Franchon Cruz Desern. Okay, I expected this. Me too. I called it on and, and Franchon. Gave one hell of a fight. Oh, she's she's a she's fun. She's yep. tremendous talent. She she's a she's like your typical like not typical. She's like your blue collar fighter, yep. right? She sung the national anthem so before the. Fight. She did everything. I talked to her before the fight, and she was like bedazzling her shoes while she was on Zoom with me, <laughs> and she was like talking about fashion. Like she has so many things that she does. But Savannah Marshall is a good fighter. It was weird, like when when Clarissa beat Savannah Marshall, people forgot like Savannah's actually really. Good. Yes. Clarissa is just better. Savannah beats most women. Like, pound for pound, she should be up there because she's that good. Definitely. But she was just clearly a class ahead of Francis Cruz Desern. The 95 95 scorecard was kind of weird. I didn't have it that close. I could. S- it, it was. The middle rounds are like a little weird for Savannah yeah. sometimes. The rounds go too fast. Where it's just like, yeah. I d- Savannah got landed in one round the yeah. entire fight, like on CompuBox. We can't go, I guess, every round by CompuBox. But still, that's a little weird to get, like, the, the draw on that one, especially in your hometown. Yeah. I thought it was that close. Like, oh, it's over. Like, because you got to drop her. You got to do something. I heard that scorecard. I was like, what? Yeah. That was wild. But now, you know, Clarissa, come to the Americas. I can beat your ass. Yeah, that's what will happen. And not for one of Clarissa's belts again. No, she's coming for you. It got to be history because being a double undisputed champ is something. 154, 160. The girl is frightening. If you get 154, 160, 168 undisputed Just, by beating your biggest rival again, it's the greatest, and I think I said this last week, it's the greatest boxing career of all time. Yeah. In terms of accomplishments. Like, yeah. It's the greatest boxing career. Two gold medals, three undisputed championships. So that's four belts and and plus three ring magazine championships. It's the greatest. And I'm not sure anyone could ever catch it. 
No, because no. Terrence Crawford could be three division. He's not going back and getting two goals. No, there's yeah. Clarissa is, she's like not even the bar because you can't come closer. That's why I was like when people were like, "Yo, Katie Taylor and Clarissa Shields." Like, no, it's Clarissa Shields, and then everybody else. Yep. Which at the time, Katie Taylor was leading that pack. The gap is so wide between Clarissa and everybody else. And you watch Savannah Marshall, like, yo, she's really good, but Clarissa's just better than her. She's better than everybody. She's the best woman of all time. I don't care what anybody says. She's the GOAT already, and she's and she 27 She's old. not 30. <laughs> she's at a point in her career now, like, if she fights Savannah Marshall later this year, early next year, becomes undisputed, like, she might just pivot to MMA full-time. Yeah, there's a tire. He's like, what else am I doing in this boxing ring? It's boring now. Unless they pay her enough. I don't even know who she fights. No. There's like nobody left. Like she's beat everybody. Well, Natasha Jonas, who was on this card, oh, she, wants to fight her. Oh, she'll beat the shit out of Natasha Jonas. And I like Natasha Jonas. It's just levels to this. Yeah. It was like in MMA that the Ronda Rousey run, because she was so far ahead of the game, the game will eventually catch up to you. But Clarissa is like light years ahead of the game. Two Olympic gold medals? Two? Two. The only pe- thing people will say about it is like, she don't knock people out. Bro, she hasn't lost. <laughs> like, stop. She's the best woman in the world by far. It's not remotely close. Yep. And that's going to be one hell of a fight, one hell of a build. Yeah. I just. I don't know what Savannah's going to say. I don't know. She can talk all the shit she wants because like, I already beat your ass once. Now I'm going to beat your ass again. Oh, she's going to say you small now. This is my real weight. Sure. Now the power is really going to travel. You can't handle my power at 168. There's, there's a whole script for her. I mean, she could try it. That's all she got. I mean, I never expect a fighter to go into a fight and be like, man, I'm weighing over my head tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't here. got shit for you. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just here collecting a check. I never expect a fighter to say that, even though I think it would be fun. <laughs> I've always thought it'd be fun if fighters be like, yo, I, yeah, I know I'm going to get squashed. Like, I know it. I'm going to fight my ass off, but I'm probably going to lose. That's the situation Savannah Marshall's in right now. Like, she's in a situation where it's like, I got to talk my shit, but sometimes I you're can't number beat two. her. You know, it, she said it again. I beat you before. And Clarissa's like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> amateurs? Like, you in the UFC, like, this weekend, Brandon Moreno's fighting Pantoja again. Yeah. And Pantoja's 2-0 and against Brandon Moreno. But that ain't the same Brandon Moreno that he fought in the Ultimate Fighter. No. Nope. It's a different fighter. Clarissa was a kid. You can't stop. She's, yeah, she's the quote. It's not even close. No. Nah. And only going to continue cementing that. Don't let her go to MMA and for some reason fucking win like a PFL title. Yo, she's stupid. <laughs> like, there's this quiet thing about PFL. It's like, yeah, we talk about Francis Ganu and Jake Paul, but we're not talking enough about Clarissa. And she, if she made a transition full time yeah. and then became really good. And then you go into 2024 with a pay-per-view that has Clarissa, Jake, and Francis, and Kayla. Yep, you do well. Like, you're, you're, in a, you're in a good place. Nobody really talks about that because they forget. They were like, oh, Clarissa lost an MMA fight. Who cares? Yep. Not a full-time job. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pivoting to this weekend, there's two fights we thought we were going to have. Yeah. Now we got one. Breaking news came out again uh, early Thursday. Virgil Ortiz Jr. forced to withdraw from Saturday's fight against Staniosis again. And there's reports floating around that he passed out, you know, 
trying to cut weight during the weight cut, had to be taken to the hospital. Yo, something is very wrong with him physically. And it's sad to see because he's still so young, yep. so talented. They need to hit the reset button. Like, 147 yeah. is done. Yeah, he's, he's got to move up. If he can't make the weight, like, you have to move up. Yeah, and it's not because he's undisciplined. No. It's he legit had a condition that might not, which was like, I forgot what it is, um, but rhombosis or something like that. But it came right after he caught COVID or whatever, and he right. just never can, couldn't shake it. It's unfortunate. COVID's real, though. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like it's long COVID. Yeah, and it's just like, fuck, but you got to give it. Give him a break. Give his body a break. Yeah, he's, I mean, he has to go to 54. It sucks. Like, this weekend was the week, because we'll talk about blue tennis as well. Like, these two are the future of the welterweight division. Yes. Like, easily the future of the welterweight division. Boots is already ranked number three on most lists behind Crawford and Spence. And Virgil's not too far behind. If he would have beat Staniosis this weekend, we'd probably have him at four. That's the future. Yep. Those two could eventually clash and be the Crawford-Spence of the division. 100%. Now Virgil's not fighting. You got You have to move to 54 because you can't figure out what's wrong. Like, this is a weight cut gone bad. Boxing is different from MMA. MMA, we lose fights the week of the fight all the time. Yeah. It doesn't happen in boxing. You get, like, late replacement most of the times. Like, you just keep rolling. Dude, look at Bo Nickel. He just got some guy that he just dragged off the street. He's like, fight Bo Nickel. And he was yeah. like, all right, sure. Crowd it, loved that man. They did. <laughs> uh, but in boxing, you never, it's very rare that a fighter falls off the week of the fight. And it's happened again with Virgil. It sucks, man. And I mean, Staniosis got to move on. Yeah, he's got to move on. You can't wait for. You for can't him. rebook this. And Staniosis is undefeated, so he's gonna have to fight somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been mandatory forever. He's yeah. taking step aside. Maybe fight Alexis Roca. I, I don't know. Yeah. But Virgil, I, I hate it. I just hope whatever it is, he's okay. Yeah. Um, because dude was undefeated with a perfect knockout, and you know. He got buzzed against Mean Machine and then murdered him. Yes. Knocked him down five times in that fight. <laughs> Special talent. But, yeah, it sucks. We don't get to see him this weekend. And then the other fight, Boots Ennis. I mean, this I mean, this is a good fight on paper. Like, Villa's it, tough. Villa is tough. And he beat Rashid Yellis. Yes. And he's ranked number nine by ring. He's good. He's and his only roll over. His only loss, if anybody saw that fight, Shouldn't have lost. Yep. It was, I believe it was a split decision. Everybody was like, no, if you didn't lose that fight. It's a tough fight. The funny thing is, I fully expect Boots to run his ass over. <laughs> I do. I'm expecting a 10 or just about 12 round, like the first time for Boots. Really Bro, he might pushed. stop him. Like, Via fought Thomas DeLorme and beat him in a decision. Yeah. Boots cleaned his clock in one round. Yeah, that was wild. And, and Via fought DeLorme after Boots went 12 with him. Boots got him out of there in a round. Cussio Clayton, two rounds. This dude is frightening. Yep. Like, I don't... He's one of the ones you got to fight now, too, by the way. Like, yo, Spencer Crawford's going... They're not fighting. No, they're both looking at him like, no. yeah, we're good. Yeah. He can have this division. But it comes Boots down to, like, a, a Keith Thurman. Oh, poor Keith. He's talking about fighting your Dennis Ugas, right? Yes. And if that fight happens, Cool. But if the winner of that fight gets Boots, I'm losing. I'm not fighting Boots because he's going to nope. kill me. Like, it's so sad what happened to Keith Thurman. Keith Man, was, was this close to fighting Spence? Yo, he talked himself out of that fight. Oh, we'll let it marinate. And then you went and lost, and you lost to Pacquiao, and I haven't really seen you. This it was really his only loss. Yeah, but the Mario Barros fight, he didn't look great. Uh, Ever he since he cut his hair, he's not the same man. He is not the same. So He hasn't been one time in a long time. And you know, like... Boots wins this fight. I think he's going to stop him. Even though Villa's never been stopped. It's just Boots. He's a switch hitter. He's big. He's long. He's rangy. His IQ is his, his, uh, his space, the way he operates his space. He's different. And if he cleans him out, you know, like, PBC's like, well, if they do Keith versus Ugas, one of y'all is getting him because you have to give him somebody. Yep. Everybody else, Daniosis, Ortiz, uh, Roca, they're all on the other side of the street. Keith and Ugas aren't ranked because they've been so inactive. Yes. Like, Ugas last fight, he got stopped by Arrow. Keith beat Mario Barrios, but it wasn't great. Yeah. I mean, Ugas this. had to fix his whole eye and shit. Oh, like, it, was, it was ugly. Man, when people talk about Arrow Spence and they talk about how much, like, Terrence Crawford is, like, dogged the welterweight division, 
Yo, arrows beat the fuck out of some people. Arrows jab people's eyes off. But, yo, but that's about it. Like, he's not really mean with it, but you don't even notice it. And then the jab, jab, jab. He's, and then people's he, eyes, like, eye sockets just break. It, it, it's a problem. But Boots is, I think Boots is going to have one of those performances. There. Everybody's going to go, all right, it's time. And if you're Bud and Arrow, you're like, no, nah, we're just going to fight each other. Yep. We got this rematch clause. Then, we're going to do this yeah, again. And then after that, we'll move up. Yep. And then Boots, you can have this shit. But right now. Yeah, after that, it's like, oh, we vacating the belts. Like, don't go belt wanna, collectors. Don't nobody want to fight that guy. There's yeah. a little Roy Jones in Boots. Like, there's a lot to like. If you haven't watched Boots Ennis, I don't know what's wrong with you. But watch him this weekend because that's a special talent. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Now, all eyes on him. So that's, it's horrible what happened to Virgil Ortiz, but now it's like, okay, we're all watching Showtime then. Bro, I'm going to be watching it while I'm watching UFC 290. It's going to be on my laptop. Oh, yeah, yeah. No doubt. I mean, I have to. I have to cover both. I'm be, I, I have one eye. I, I'll be in the arena just like watching it like, okay, this was going down. So it, it's going to be fun. And then boxing just keeps on rolling because the week after, Alicia Bumgarner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who else fights July 15th? There's gotta, two fights. Yeah. Oh it's not a top rank fight. But there's, I know there's another one. There's, oh my God. Uh, I, I can look it up for us, but I, I do know there's Frank Martin. two. Oh. Fights here. We're, yeah, I'm going to that fight yes. here. I'm bugging. What am yeah. I thinking? Frank Martin fights the 15th. Yeah. Then we're we going to watch Ghost. That card is actually pretty sneaky. It's not good. It's not bad. And then the week after is like an off week. Cambosis is fighting. Yeah, I mean. And then the week after that, Spence Crawford. The week after that is Jake Paul. The week after that, there's somebody the week after that. And then we go into the Joshua White and the Us- Oh, it's uh, Valdez Navarrete the oh, week no, after that. Yeah, dude. And then the 19th, which I'm going of August, I'm going to be on vacation. But uh, better be F. Yeah. Callum, which is a good fight. That is a really good fight. Because Callum's still pretty damn good, even though he lost to Canelo. So yeah. it's like, can you get Callum out of here? Like, that 100% knockout rate is, is going to be tough to keep. Oh, yeah. And Callum's, he looked a lot better at light heavy yeah. than he did at super middle. Everyone at DAZN is rooting for Callum Smith. Because <laughs> if he could bring those belts back and Dimitri Bivol will be like, thank you, God. Now I can just be undisputed. Ah, poor Dimitri. Dimitri's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, he's like, I want to fight Canelo. Canelo didn't want to no. fight me. Can't fight. Better BF because they won't let me because I'm Russian. Yeah, which is stupid. like the man ordered the war war yeah. himself. It's like not, it's not his fault. No, they treat him. They treat leave like let Bivol fight somebody. It's, it's ridiculous. Good. Yeah, and so that's those fights, and then I guess we you know, and then it's Anthony Joshua pay per view. Yeah. yeah, Anthony Joshua pay per view, and then uh, Usyk. Oh Jesus, I almost forgot. Inouye and Fulton is the same week as Spence Crawford. Yep, that's, that's Tuesday. That's stupid. And then we have Siniesa. That Friday out here in Vegas. Um, I won't be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we will be somewhere else. That, yes. That um, but watch it on ESPN, ESPN Plus. Yeah, watch it. <laughs> you know, we won't. You know, they pay me. <laughs> so let's, let's make sure we do that. But yeah, the, the boxing slate is just stacked. It's, and it's huge. we're going to get the return of Ryan Garcia probably in September. You don't know what's next for Tank because he's in jail. But once he gets out... <laughs> I am sure he'll have a fight somewhere. They can't keep Shakur Stevenson on the shelf forever. Hey, man. We, we got to talk about this. Devin, stop. 75-25? 75-25. How right? disrespectful is this? Devin said he took 75-25 Cambosis. Bro, don't nobody care. 2.5 mil to 10 for Cambosis. Sure. Plus pay-per-view points to him in Australia. Nobody's taking that deal. No, no, he shouldn't take that deal. See, here's the problem. Devin shouldn't have taken that deal. But Devin took it because they understand Devin was not a draw. There you go. And his only leverage were those damn belts. Yeah, that, like the problem with Devin in this situation is that Shakur is actually a bigger draw than you right now. Yes, he is. He sells out Newark every time. Right. Top to bottom, 16,000. Devin lives here and can't sell out here. And I love Devin. Y'all know I talk about Devin all the time. But the that fact- Loma fight was packed. It was. But it was, it was a lot, lot of people, Loma fans. It was a lot of Loma fans. Devin offering 75-25 to Shakur, it's like, get out of here. Like, you don't want that fight. No. And Shakur, people like, enact your mandatory. It's like, no, Shakur can't. Because if you do, the sanctioning body is going to put whatever percentage they want, which they could say 66-33, which is still kind of shitty. Yeah. But they could say that, and then you're stuck because if neither network wants to pay that or you don't sign, it goes to purse bid, 
and you're stuck in the fight for that price. That's so, crazy. no, it has to be negotiated. Yeah, I mean, this is 60-40. I'm fine with 75-25 is insane. Yeah. 63-37. I mean... With some pay, put it on pay-per-view. Give them a little pay-per-view point. I don't know how well it does on pay-per-view, but I'm here for it. No, just, just add some points yeah, to Shakur just, or something. Just figure something else. But it's just 75, man. The funny thing about Shakur is he's in this spot right now where he's... No one wants to fight him. Right. Like, nobody actually wants to fight him. Everybody's going to talk about him, but Shakur is the only one. He's doing what Devin was doing like a year and a half ago. Devin chased Tio. Yep. Devin chased Ryan. Devin called out Tank. And now Shakur is like, now he's moved up. He's like, hey, anybody want to fight me? And everybody's like, ah, I'm busy fighting somebody else right now. But Shakur is, as we've, as we acknowledge, like he might be the class of these young fighters. And if you're Devin. It sounds crazy. Shakur got to fight someone at 140. He has to do what, what Tank did kind of with Barrios. Yeah. Where you're just buying time. He'll beat up Broly Romero. No, not even like a champion, but like top rank has people up there. Yeah. Um. Because they're not going to feed him Murataya yet. You're not fighting Keyshawn because you guys are boys. So, like, other than that, in the stable, go up to 140. Like, there's, there's people up there who left 135 not too long ago or just natural 140 pounders where you can go and be like, you know what, I, can, I think I can beat you. Very curious what happens the next step for Shakur. But I saw the 75-25, and I was like, you didn't really expect him to take that, did you? Like, that... Those are those deals. It's like the it's Tyson, Tyson Fury. <laughs> it's, the, it's like you didn't really want the fight because you knew he was going to reject that shit. If you yeah. really wanted the fight, you would have did something that makes more sense. But I hate negotiating on social media. But where does Haney go then? I mean, look, man. He's I, caught between a rock and a hard place because uh, everyone talks about, oh, go to 140, get a belt on 140, right? Because his body's getting yeah, bigger. Yeah. To become number one contender, you have to drop one of the belts on 135. But that's your only leverage. So how are you going to get a tank fight at a decent split if you don't have all the belts? He's, I mean, look, man. I, you can't do shit. I'm, 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 I, I, I'm, Unless Roley. But I'm still, why do they give him that fight? I'm just, I, I'd rather see the Haney Lomachenko rematch. I think he's going to be put between a rock and a hard place and have to get that rematch because it's his only big pay-per-view draw again. Yes, and it, like. You yeah. got to prove you can sell pay-per-views twice. It'll do a bigger number. Beat him definitively. And then you can... It's a risky fight. Roll. But look, man, if you believe in yourself, you got to fight Loma again. Like, Loma deserves that rematch. A lot of people don't think he lost. Yeah. And if you go out there and you win another close fight, it is what it is. But you got to win. Especially after T.O. comes out and fucking no doubts Josh Taylor. Yeah. And then it's just like, well, you didn't do this to Loma. Like, your fight did not look like this fight. It's no. bad enough he beat Loma pretty definitively. Yeah. Now... He went up a weight cut and beat the king up there worse than he beat Loma. Yeah. You, you need something. Yeah, you, you got to have something. Yeah. So it's, it's like if you're not going to fight Shakur, which you're not, you have to fight Lomachenko again. I'm not interested in seeing you fight anybody else in 140. The biggest fight that could be made is a rematch with Lomachenko. It's what everybody wants to see. It's what will prove that you're truly pound for pound, that you're truly undisputed. Any of your doubters, like Devin always says, I, all these people, yes, they have a right to with this fight. It was that close yep. that people thought you lost. People thought you got robbed. I seen the ESPN ringside comments. Everybody's like, ah, you didn't win that <laughs> fight. <laughs> Roasting him. Just killing him. And I'm like, yo, I, I thought you won the fight 115-113. I can yep. see it going the other way. It's not that big of a deal to me. But if you want to secure your legacy, being as though as Devin's only 24, go ahead and run it back, man. Run it back. Got number time. And it's another pay-per-view fight. And it makes you a bigger... Like, if you beat Loma handily the second time or a wider margin... You could do T-Mobile this next time. Yeah, but then you can go Then you can go to Shakur and be like, all right, 66-33. Like, yeah. I beat that guy twice. You'd never be named by that level. But right now, you can't just leave one, like, 35, go to 40, and people are going to be like, yeah. Like, people right now, it's like... You're not you going up to 40 and getting a pay-per-view. Nah. Like, you didn't beat Loma Chango. That's what everybody says. Figure that shit out. No, 100%. So can't wait to see how boxing plays out here. I mean, this month is pound for pound list that we started off this show talking about. It's going to change entirely over this month. Oh, dude. Yeah. The whole thing could just go up in the air and completely be changed. Yep. So can't wait to see how everything 
just shakes out in the boxing world. Make sure you guys check out our MMA episode, our pro wrestling episode. Producer Cole, baby, in-house talking pro wrestling with me this past week. Nice to have the old man back. We'll be back next week with three shows for you, recapping a ton of stuff, UFC pay-per-view this week. The old man's talking about it at nausea. But oh, <laughs> at least he gets to recap it next week. He doesn't have to preview it here with me. So that'll be really fun. We're talking about pro wrestling. The old man got a week to catch up on. Um, your boy, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, man. Me and Cole talked about it. New Japan in five days. Yep. Book this man better than AEW They did. The entire time. They did. So uh, we're getting ready for G1. We'll get Dre's thoughts on Money oh in the Bank. God. When does G1 start? Uh, two weeks. Fuck. Yeah, two or three weeks. So that's, that's going to be really fun. We're, we're gearing up for some really... Really good time in pro wrestling as well. So make sure you guys check us out on all social media platforms as well. I'm looking into getting threads, obviously. Yeah, I got <laughs> threads. So, um, yeah, you know, it's social media ever changing. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios and the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. We appreciate you all. Stay safe. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.